Well, guys, we had quite an adventure at our man camp last weekend. And uh, can we give it up for Adam putting that video together? Man, I'll tell you what, this team is strong. Adam represents some of who I presented to you, who serves our leadership team. And I do want you to know, if you would love to step it up and serve in different ways, God's calling you to serve within our church, we'd love to hear from you. One of their main assignments as our leadership team is to grow our leadership team. And so uh, we are so excited to do that together. One of my favorite moments for the man camp as I get ready to preach on the adventure. So open up your Bibles to Genesis Genesis chapter 1, as we wrap up our series called Wild and Captivating, we've been looking at the creation story of God creating male and female in his image, and we've been asking for God to clearly show us who we are called to be as men and women of God. My my favorite moments, we went, uh, a, a smaller group of us at the end of the man camp, we went whitewater rafting. And uh, one of my neighbors, his name's John, uh, listen, I thought it was crazy, but when you, if you ever go on whitewater rafting, they tell you to sit on the very edge of the raft, right? Not in the middle, on the very edge, because I don't know if you know this or not, you're going to have to work, right, in order for you to hit pockets and avoid rocks and all this other kind of stuff. Well, I had already heard from uh, John's wife that John was a little accident prone, And uh, I'm telling you, it wasn't within 10 minutes on the river, poof, no more John. (laughs) I mean, we absolutely couldn't find John. And I turn and I look around, and me and Tony are kind of at the front. We turn around, and the eyes, I didn't know someone's eyes could open that wide. Like, the eyes on John's face, I mean, it was over for him. I could see his whole life passing before his eyes. And I don't know if y'all saw one of the, 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 the film right there, one of the guys that we had fly fishing. His name is Craig. Uh, Craig's from Europe. Uh, he plays rugby. He could beat up all you guys. I'm just letting you know. Uh, we know that, you know, he couldn't beat me up, but he could beat you guys up. And uh, Craig uh, was right next to John. And let's just say, uh, our rafting guide had never seen, right, had never seen someone saved so quickly. I mean, I think Craig reached down into the water with his pinky and he pulled John out of the water and even our guide was speechless. So he was like, oh, snap. And then he started, like our guide started saying, y'all should have done the class five rapids. If y'all got that guy, Craig, we're all fine. Like he's gonna save all of us. And so, man, we had so much fun together. Uh, We're going to talk together as men and women about the amazing adventure that Christ has called us to in life. And what a time to do it on this July 4th Sunday. Here's a little bit of a recap of our journey together. Uh, Week one, we considered the heart. Week two, we considered the fear. And so as we looked at our heart, we know that the enemy is constantly uh, trying to get at our hearts, uh, to tempt us in a number of different ways, um, to fear the world more than we fear God, um, to paralyze us. So many of us as men and women uh, have some things that we need to work through because the enemy has done some things in our lives. And so... We considered the fear, and then I became very vulnerable with you in the wounds 
that I have in my life. And uh, in week three, we considered the wound. It's been amazing to me how uh, it's the only way forward, church, if I can be honest with you. But it's been so refreshing to actually get real, right, to, to, to be honest with each other, to confess ups and downs. I just, I'm not interested in playing church. I hope y'all aren't. Hey, brother, hey, sister, good to see you. God bless. Nobody feels that way. That's all just something we were trained to do as little kids. I love my mama. My mama's as real as it gets. But she taught me, I mean, if my leg was moving on the front row, she smacked it. Like I had to behave in church, right? I'm not asking y'all to go wild. But I think we can be transparent. And we can be vulnerable. If this is a place, right, where it's not okay to be not okay, where can you go? Because Jesus didn't come to us in our perfection. He came to us just as we are. That's the good news of the gospel. And so we considered the wound, then we considered the battle. It's not enough to just cry, men, at our V group. No, we got to get to work on some things. And there's some things that we're going to have to work hard on, right? Um, there's a battle in rediscovering biblical manhood and womanhood in the world today. There's a battle. So it's going to take some hard work. And so we considered that, but I kind of manned up you men and called you up front. And remember, men, how do we start that battle? We bow. We bow because the battle is the Lord's. Then last week, we considered the beauty. And I had a blast praying through and studying, specifically you ladies, and who God created you to be and how beautiful you are. Never heard that before. You are. You're beautiful. And we, we considered that even as men on how we're called to love the beauty. Well, this week we're going to consider the adventure. Let's look in Scripture together. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and 28. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. Love that right there. I've been trying to have dominion over some trout in Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania lately. I own you, trout. Dominion over the fish of the sea. Sorry for that. And over the birds of the heavens. Don't know much about birds. Ryan was teaching me about bird watching, but don't know much about birds. But. And over every living thing that moves on the earth. Bolt, do you hear that? That bear we saw the other day in the woods? We don't have to be scared. We got dominion over that bear. And, and what did we learn on that show alone? If a bear comes, nobody on that show alone ever got eaten by a bear because they yelled, hey, bear. So if we see a bear, yell, hey, bear. Just letting y'all know that. No, we were, we were pretty scared. We saw a bear, bear crossing. I don't know what to do if a bear showed up. 
I'd yell, hey, bear. All right, the adventure. Hey, what, what do y'all see there in terms of the adventure that God has dialed up for us? God has created us in his image, but he's created us for multiplication. Now, you're going to have to come back for another series. We'll talk about procreation another day. Anybody excited about that? So we'll do that another day. What I want to talk about is the gospel mission of multiplication. All right? That's very clearly right here expressed in the Imago Dei. Um, listen, there is something that is so important. And remember, this verse is before the fall. And so our sin, right, has prevented us from truly experiencing and truly being who God designed us to be. If you're giving church a try for the first time, raise your hand in the house if you're a sinner. So join the club. Um, our sin separates us from God. And all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so this design that we find in Genesis chapter 1 is before the fall. And what do we find here? We find that, number one, um, we were created in the image of God. We reflect God. Isn't that amazing? Um, number two, we find, look there in verse 27, um, we were created male and female. Contrary to what the world's saying about gender, that's God's design. There's male and female. Uh, what do we also find? Uh, God... And this is before the fall. We're trying to get back to this Imago Day. Blessed us. <laughs> he blessed us. You might not feel blessed. I want you to know when you were created, you were blessed. Um, you were created, nextly, right here, to multiply and to fill the earth. Yes, procreation. Part of that multiplication is to um, Pass on from generation to generation, God, because we are bearing the image of God. We'll talk about that a little bit. As we multiply and fill the earth, we're supposed to be scared of bears. No? What, what are we supposed to do? We were created, it says there, to subdue and have dominion. To subdue and have dominion. Anyone remember our armor series? Even though the enemy is trying to kill, kill and steal and destroy in our lives right now, we know in Christ Jesus, who paid it all for us, who reconnected us with this Imago Day, we don't fight for victory, we fight from it. We have dominion, victory in Jesus, amen? And so we were created to subdue and have dominion and all of that. I love that the fish of the sea, birds of the heavens, every living thing that moves on the earth, were created for an amazing adventure. I think it's absolutely insane if people think church people are boring. You found the wrong church people. 
Talk about a no-fear culture. That should be the church. Because we know we're good. We know the assignment that God's given to us. We have a great mission to tackle. I want to lock in on you um, as an individual man and woman. And if I can, I know some weeks I've spoken to the women directly, some weeks I've spoken to the men directly. I want you to consider yourself as an image bearer. Reflecting God. Um, I want you to know that there's a lie in the world today that man or woman, that there is a you-complete-me thing when man and woman come together. Now, there's an amazing truth that God designed it so that male and female would become one flesh and would procreate and multiply But God also designed you individually to be the image bearer of God. And that whole design, that old Hollywood lie, whatever that Tom Cruise movie was years ago, you complete me, it's from the pit of hell. When Annabeth and I dated for like, you know, I think we dated like 55 years before we got married. I don't know I was that old. Uh, we broke up a number of different times, but we started to get real serious going into college. She started talking about marriage. Her family started talking about marriage. My parents started talking about marriage. This sucker did not want to get married so young. I mean, I needed to get on a bike and travel the world. So I freaked out. I panicked. That breakup for both of us, we'll go back, is one of the reasons why today, so many years later, we love each other We continue on in marriage because that time apart made us most content and complete in God alone. And only in that, my completeness and my contentment in my relationship with Jesus, only in that am I able to be the husband I need to be. And so I want to talk a little bit about delighting in the Lord. We're eventually going to land in Psalm 37 if you want to go ahead and turn there. And I've got some other scriptures that I want to share with you. But um, we're going to talk this week in our V group together about pursuing adventure. Ladies, you're going to look about the irreplaceable Role that God has called you to pursue. And we're going to hone in as we finish this journey together called Wild and Captivating. Um, Here's a question. If you could pursue any adventure, what would it be? What would it be? No excuses. 100%. What would it be? Um, My brother, as I share with you, Dr. Greg Wilton, he'll be here next week. We call him G. And uh, G will be here to preach God's word. You're going to love G. He's been here before. Um, But me and my brother, okay, we've basically been raised like twins. We're 18 months apart. My mom dressed us the same in church all the way through. And uh, pretty embarrassing at some point, but we're close. And me and my brother, we always have extended ourselves into adventure. One summer, we went and worked for some rich guy out in Colorado, and we lived at his house. And when we were kind of biking, we saw a bunch of random teepees, and we decided to go spend the night in the teepees. 
I got woken up with some ferret-looking thing on my belly that night. I mean, uh, we almost died. It was unbelievable. All we had were pocket knives. And, and we made it. Well, another time, we go to Africa, and Annabeth and I, were we dating when we went to Africa, or were we? We were married. Okay, so we were married. <laughs> Told you we dated a long time. But we were, we were actually married. So we go to Africa, and my, my whole family's from Africa, the southern tip of Africa. And, and so uh, we go to my mom's cousin's farm that's on the coast of Africa, and he also owns a game reserve like with all the kind of animals and everything you find in Africa. Well, he takes us on a tour on the game reserve, and on this tour, me and my brother also see a place where you can camp. Now, there's no closed doors. It's just like a hut, and there's not much to it. But as we're driving back, we tell my mom's cousin, Jonathan, hey, Jonathan, has anyone ever camped out in the game reserve in the huts? He said... Um, locals do. You got your locals right here, me and my brother. So we packed our bags up with biltong, which is also jerky. That's all we had because we weren't going to try and cook anything. We found the biggest knives we could possibly find, uh, some packs of waters, and put ourselves two backpacks. They drove us in uh, past the gate where the animals can't go out, and they said, walk that way, you'll find the huts. So me and my brother walked that way. Pray for Annabeth. It's been her life. All I'll tell you is on our walk, we saw rhinos. On our walk, we saw animals I've never seen before, but they had long teeth. We saw a number of things, and it was one of the most crazy nights of my life. I didn't sleep at all. I finally fell asleep, and when I woke up, my brother shoved me, and he goes, something's coming. I said, what? He said, something's coming. And all of a sudden, we start hearing in the far distance, whoo! 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 It gets real loud. And then, I'm not joking, this hut, we're way up in the trees. Perched next to us with a massive jump was the biggest monkey I'd ever seen in my entire life. Well, Jonathan had given us a button to push and a phone to call. And you've never seen two guys jump faster in all their life to phone. I mean, forget the lions out there. This monkey was going to kill us. He stole all of our biltong. We survived the night. Guys, life is an adventure. And I really want to encourage all of us. We're going to talk about where we tap into this ultimate adventure. Maybe camping out in the middle of Africa with no guns is not for you. I get it. Dude, you're sissy, but I get it. I want to talk about the ultimate adventure. I want to talk about what God has designed for you as man and as woman. The first thing that I want to show you before we land in Psalm 37 is what God requires of us. Look on the screen, Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12 through 13 says this. And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? 
So at the end of the day, we don't pick and choose where we go, what we do. We are God's. I want to know what God requires of me. Because God's designed us to multiply and to have dominion and to subdue. What does the Lord require of you? Here it is. We've been talking about this throughout the series. But to fear the Lord your God. To walk in his ways. Wasn't that a beautiful song? I just want to be where you are. To love him. To serve the Lord your God. With all your heart. With all your soul. And to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord. Which I am commanded you today for your good. All right. So if that's what God has required of us, what is it going to cost us? Here's what Jesus says in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 through 25. It says this, and he said to all, Jesus says, if anyone would come after me, Let him deny himself. Let him take up his cross daily and follow me. To deny yourself is surrender. To take up one's cross is sacrifice. To follow him is submission. You show me someone in this world who's not doing that. And they might be on an adventure. But I promise you, it falls way short of the adventure that God has designed for you. And anyone that I ever find that chooses to pick the ways of this world, that chooses to pick a paycheck over following God, that chooses to go and do what they want to do or be where they want to be or not focus in on what God has for them, at the end of the day, I find them miserable. For God says this, Jesus declares, whoever would save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses and forfeits himself? I have had the privilege of walking with some people on this earth. When it comes to the things of this world, they have everything. And they'll be the first to tell you that nothing satisfies like God. Nothing. So you want to walk in this adventure that God has dialed up for you? Deny yourself. Take up your cross. And follow Jesus. Look in Psalm 37. This week, men, John Eldridge is going to talk about three different types of adventure. There's crucial adventure. There's a third adventure that I forgot. 
casual adventure. And there is critical adventure. The casual adventure is the adventures that we somewhat will pick in life, like going and camping in the middle of Africa. Like taking a risk on a job. The crucial adventure is the adventure that more speaks to some of the things that help us put food on the table. The adventure that we sometimes have to risk. Some of us are engaged to be married in this room. That's an adventure. The following God, that was Ryan. Was that Ryan that, that did that? I hope so. No, no, that was Josh. That was Josh, all right. Yeah, we can, woo, with that. Maybe you're saying that because your significant other. That's going to be quite an adventure. No. But those are the adventures that are more deeper into our lives. The critical adventure, number three, is that God adventure. The adventure that God has called us to. And I love Psalm 37 that was brought out in our study as we go into this week. Let's read it together. And then I want to break it down and I want to help us walk in this adventure with the Lord. Psalm 37, verse 3 through 5, says this. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. I love that. Men, we talked about writing a family manifesto. Uh, Men, I would really encourage you to look at this verse. You as a family make it your commitment to befriend God's faithfulness. Wow. Continues on, verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, not in the things of this world, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. And what? And he will act. Number one, if we were to break this down, okay? Rob, I want to tap into the adventure that God has called me to in life. Number one, surrender. Surrender. In Psalm 37, it says, trust in the Lord. I just want you to know, it is impossible for you today to live a life that God has designed for you unless you confess with your mouth, Jesus Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and give your life to Jesus. Not enter into religion, not awaken yourself to the religion you were born into. No, you must repent of your sin and put your faith and trust in him. Will you give your life to Jesus today? This is where it starts. Trust in the Lord. Number two, we're not just called to surrender, we're called to obedience. It says, do good. (laughs) So it's not just we're gonna pray once a prayer, receive Jesus Christ, and then we get to do whatever we want to. No, what did Jesus say? Deny yourself Take up your cross, follow me. Which means there's no path forward in your life where you get to pick. 
No, every path forward is an obedience to God. Another verse in the Old Testament, like Deuteronomy, speaks to what is good. What does the Lord require of you? Micah 6, 8. He has told you, O man, what is good. What does the Lord require of you? To do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. You'll never tap into the adventure that God designed for you unless you obey God. Number three, steadfastness. Steadfastness. Just by the way, I've been preaching these to myself this week. So I hope you all get something out of it, but I'm just reminding myself of a few things. Because it does include surrender at some point. God, I'm yours, I'll go. It does include a commitment to obey God, but any of all want to admit that when you've chosen to obey God, things haven't exactly been easy? There have been distractions. There's been temptations. We're called to steadfastness. It says there, dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. The word steadfastness means the quality of being resolutely and dutifully firm and unwavering. This is perseverance. And how are we faithful? We cling to the God who is faithful. We befriend the faithfulness of God. And I'm just going to admit to you, I have no chance of staying your pastor without the faithfulness of God. Don't bank on my faithfulness. I wouldn't bank on yours. I befriend the faithfulness of God. Number four, focus. Surrender. Obedience. Steadfastness. Focus. The word says, delight yourself in the Lord. The enemy, look at me. Loves to steal your delight. He loves it. Every week, as we talked about through the Armor of God series, Satan is scheming a plan. He's whiteboarding a plan for your life. And at the core, what does he want? Your delight. He wants your heart. I decided to do something pretty extreme for me. I decided on social media, I don't really pay attention to much on Facebook, so I'm sorry if you've ever sent me a message on Facebook. I don't really look at it. But Instagram and Twitter are worlds that I'm in. Social media, some of us care about social media, some of us don't. I'd encourage you to stay in that category if you've never gotten in. But for me, as a pastor... Man, it was amazing how I would, over the last year and a half, have an amazing time with you guys, and then I'd go to social media. And the enemy would use that to rob my delight. So I did something really extreme. I don't follow anyone on Twitter. So if your feelings have been hurt, I did to everybody, even my mama. And I don't follow anybody on Instagram except Annabeth. And you can get over that if you're mad. What am I doing? I'm going to reemerge and follow people. I will. 
But for me in this moment, you know what the Lord was telling me to do? To delight in who I'm with. To lock in. To not wander lust. But to lock in with who I'm with. And I just refuse to have this moment. Today's been special. And then even on the drive home, Annabeth's there and I start looking up and I start seeing other pastors or this person or whatever else and Satan says, you ain't all that, you ain't got great things, look at what could be, you could be here, you could do this. At the core, I don't want to just even lock in on you though because believe it or not, you'll never satisfy me completely. I want to lock in on the Lord. And instead of waking up in the morning and scrolling through everybody else's life, I plan to scroll through the scriptures. And as cheesy as that sounds to you, that has always encouraged me way more than it's a story. I want to delight in the Lord, focus. But lastly, commitment. Commitment. In Psalm 37, it says, commit your way to the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. My grandfather, who went to be with Jesus, I've shared this with you, shared with me, God's call trumps all, Rob. That's it. That's your aim. Follow the call of God. Because at the end of the day, each and every one of us, okay, this is why I've told you to lock in on yourself individually. You're about to hear something, some of you, that you never thought about. One day when I die, I hate to tell you, Annabeth will not stand with me before God. I will. And the reason why I want to commit myself to the Lord is because I desire in my heart, I hope you do too, to hear well done, my good and faithful servant. You lived the adventure that I called you to live. And there's two promises in this scripture as we close. The two promises are so powerful Number one, the promise in Psalm 37 is this. He will give you the desires of your heart. Well, Rob, I, I thought you said we don't get to choose anything. I, I, I thought you said like our life has just got to be whatever God wants. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but I truly believe that this is the beautiful thing that God created us to be. If you're seeking the Lord, even in your imperfect way, and you're pursuing him. Does anybody at any point love a certain thing or have passion about a certain thing? Do you know that I believe that that very passion that's within your heart, that was created by God. For when God created you, he created you with those gifts. Our staff's been having fun with the Enneagram and the quirkiness of this eight, right? Dealing with the other numbers. 
of which the eight is superior. The quirkiness, the gifts, the talents, the things that you love, the passions that within you. When it says he will give you the desires of your heart, who created your heart? God. God. If I do those things, God is going to. What did we read at the very beginning of this in Proverbs? What is the spring of life? Our heart. If you want to experience the adventure of God, from your heart flows the springs of life, give your heart to God. And as we tap into the promise that he gives us the desires of our heart, number two, I want you to know he will act. Psalm 37 says, he will act. Anybody want that? I want to live a life of adventure, no matter where. Where God is giving me, you, the desires of your heart. And where God is moving in such a way that he alone gets all glory and honor and praise. That he will act there. You recognize that as you get to walk in the ways of the Lord, God's working through you.